Mike, turn your games down. Hi, we're to another movie episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Carpenter, and who wants to go nuts? Let's get nuts with me tonight. Hey, everybody, it's your favorite number one guy, Kevin Sanity. <laughs> I am the favorite half-boiled reporter, Joe Butler. And I'm Blair Farrell from comicbookvideogames.com, uh, also known as Blair the Joker's Goon. And hey, Alberton, think about the future. Was that supposed to be a reference to something I don't remember? <laughs> yeah. The movie you just watched. <laughs> <laughs> it was two days ago, a lot's happening too. Definitely yesterday I finished this movie. I don't remember what, I don't remember that. Jeez. Like, I've watched this movie three times in the last three days to get ready for this. I watched it once, in, oh. and I watched it in between when I was doing other things. So... <laughs> Uh, but so it's, I, I know I've said this in the show before. We actually talked about a little bit about this movie back in episode three, a long, long fucking time ago. And we played the game based on the movie. I have no idea what I said in that episode. Go listen to it. Episode three. It's terrible, I'm sure, because it's when I first started doing this. But my opinion of what I mean, because I've had a lot of opinions about this movie over the last few years. I've talked a lot of shit about this movie on this podcast. I, I'm pretty sure my opinion was wrong. I just got to put that out. <laughs> You're goddamn right. It was it. I enjoyed this movie. I was like, okay, this is pretty good, actually. Like, I have a completely different opinion now after watching it. So, Mike, why are we watching this movie again? <laughs> well, we're actually watching this because I owe you guys for making you watch so much bullshit. <laughs> I thought this was voted for. No, this wasn't voted for. This was just, I know you guys wanted to cover this, and I made you guys watch such bad things, like the Resident Evil Netflix show. <laughs> So I'm like, I owe you guys. I made Ken read. Well, I made Ken read some bad comics and and watch some some bad movie Batman movies with with his favorite punk in it. So I figured I owe I owe I owe all three of you two two Damian Wayne movies. Yeah, but I got more coming. So yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I should do, I should be nice. We'll, we'll cover something I know they all want to cover. <sighs> Granted, I watched that Resident Evil show on my own time before I was asked to do the show about it. So. <laughs> I, again, do not hate that show. Show was decent. Still happy I got out of that recording. <laughs> it was a good time. It was a good episode, actually. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad show. I, I will say that on here, too. So I, I came into Batman 89. I want to say our histories. I have no real history with this movie. I saw it at some point when I was younger. I saw it again, I want to say, 10, 12 years ago when I was trying to watch movies from the 80s that I would have missed. This being one of them, and I remember being very lukewarm on it. I think I've seen it one other time, and I was very like, eh, fine. It's not. I didn't have, I, I don't like Tim Burton a lot, but then I watch it for this episode, and, and my opinion has changed. Uh, what about you, Ken? Well, speaking as the oldest person here, I can say that I was here. I was, I remember all of this. <laughs> I was there day one when it came out. This was like, there was so much hype leading up to this. And I remember watching this in the theater and I was just stunned. I think this was probably the first time I was actually aware of a director, okay. like who the director was. And this got me into, okay, well, like what else has this? Oh, dang. This director also did Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I love that movie. You know, that type of thing. God. Okay. We should say this was directed by Tim Burton, obviously Tim published Burton. by D Warner Brothers, DC. And produced by John Peters. I have no idea who that is. Oh, I got, we'll talk about him later. Okay. <laughs> uh, what about you, Blair? So I would have been, this came out in 1989, so I was five years old. So I have vague memories of the whole enterprise. 
I'm actually kind of shocked with rewatching this that because I, I remember seeing this in like our local theater and my mom had to cover my eyes in the scene where the Joker electrocutes the guy with his joy buzzer. I specifically remember that. And I'm just like, I'm actually shocked that my parents took me to see this. It was like, oh, it's just Batman. But of course, like I had the Batman hat and the Joker wetsuit and the toys and I rented the game. So even though this was like, maybe I shouldn't have been seeing this at five years old. I was also like the target market of mom. I want the Batmobile with the shields cover for Christmas because I need all the Batman toys. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And what about you, Joe? So I'm much younger than all of you. I was born in 93. So this movie was I wasn't even alive when this movie came out. But I have fond memories of this of these movies. My parents took me to go see Batman and Robin for my like fourth or fifth birthday, whenever the hell that came out, because I remember seeing it in theaters. And my parents are like, do you remember any of the movies? And I'm like, no, because I'm a baby. And they're like, let's go to Walmart and buy you all the movies on VHS. And I'm like, OK. And I got home and someone robbed and took our VCR. So that's my Batman story. Oh, oh my God. Wow, that's shitty. <laughs> what a nightmare. Yeah, this is the 90s. <laughs> Shit happens. This is your Batman origin story. This is my Batman origin story. <laughs> and that's how we got the tape master, everyone. <laughs> so I, I knew bits and pieces of this movie, but this movie really surprises me. Like, again, I, I'm born 87, so I was two when this came out or one something. I mean, I didn't see the movie until years later, but like looking back at it, like we're wa- when I'm watching it for this episode, I'm paying t- and I'm actually paying attention to and taking notes, and I'm like, this movie is one like this is not a kids movie. Like if you're trying to make a movie based on a comic book character that's going to appeal to kids, I mean, this didn't feel like the movie you should be making. Nope. <laughs> okay, so not just me. Good. So, well, yeah, you you can't even say that about most of these movies because I remember Batman Returns being equally as dark, and there's like more. Oh, yeah. More. Uh, that was, that's what's facilitated Batman Forever because McDonald's is like, oh, we tied our Happy Meals to this movie where like the penguin bites off Wirehead's nose. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah, so I, it's just not, it's such a, it's a very, I mean, I know the second movie is way more violent. Like this movie is not a kid's movie at all. And that's what I really was thinking of as I was watching this, but it works. And it also doesn't even follow like comic book tropes. You don't get the origin story of Bruce Wayne till midway through this, mo- like near the end of this movie. Like they don't even. And I'm like, this is a great way to do it. Like, I mean, we've seen a lot of Batman movies that have come out since then, since this, where they have they feel the need to throw things down your your throat constantly. Of Oh, hey, look, did you? This is how they did this. Oh, look, we're going to see some pearls fall again. We're going to watch people die like you're con- And in this movie. You're not really shown it until. And this is also the first time it's happened. You're not shown until midway in the movie. And I think okay. that was really nice. I'm kind of shocked that the people in the universe of the movie don't know what happens. Like, it takes a lot of sleuthing for them to figure yeah. out. Where in every other version of Batman, it's like, oh, yeah, it's Bruce Wayne. This thing happened, but whatever, he's rich. I mean, in 89, the 90s, we still, as a as a people, are freaking crazy about keeping track of everything that goes on with celebrities. So, I mean, and rich people, we love rich people. Maybe that wasn't a thing as much in the 90s as it is now. No, or culture loves rich people. Oh, God, no, it was the 80s. <laughs> yeah, no, the 80s. They loved rich people then, didn't they, for a little while? Like, oh, so. Yeah, they loved cocaine, too. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> can't really trust that shit. 
if you told me Jack Nicholson was high the whole time while filming this movie, I would 100% believe you. Was he? I don't think so. I think he was just Jack Nicholson. I think his bank account was high. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. He must have got paid good for this. Oh, he, he did. did. <laughs> there, there's also a uh, a weird like news article that which people have said for years has always been going on where there's uh there's probably like a like a what is it the paparazzi make or whatever those gross magazines where tabloids yeah tab, there's a weird tabloid magazine article where it's like Michael Keaton is Batman no way oh yeah yeah this one's like people bitching about who's playing Batman has been going on since this since the beginning yeah for years like it's <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous and like there was there was so much anger about Michael Keaton playing Batman. I thought it was cool. I was like, hell yeah, Beetlejuice gonna play Batman. All right. The fuck was he Beetlejuice? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, a movie was. I also saw as a kid, and I can't believe my parents <laughs> let me also watch that. <laughs> oh word. Yeah, that's a not a kid's movie either. Nope. I'm well, starting to see kind of a trend here. Michael Keaton and Tim Burton don't make kids' movies. Got it. I'm also not a fan of Tim Burton movies, by the way. So are you not a fan of new Tim Burton movies or Tim Burton movies in general? I don't like Tim Burton. I mean, you can listen to my review of Beetlejuice, which I can't figure out what episode it is at the moment because I can't seem to spell it right. But you can go listen to my episode of that and you can hear how much I did not like that movie. And Nightmare Before Christmas? I didn't like that movie either. Yeah, that's not (laughs) a He only produced Nightmare Before uh, Christmas. Yeah, don't even like film twenty two. If you like, want to hear my opinion on that movie, that horror movie, don't don't take away Hen- Henry Selleck's good work. And no, I mean no, he did a great job. I just that movie creeped me the fuck out, and Tim Burton stuff just rubs me the wrong way. And my roommates like that, it's okay. so I can't. I don't like even. I was wondering. I was kind of like iffy about coming into this movie because it is Tim Burton. I'm like, but. He feels like I don't think he had complete control in this film because, I mean, sure, you do have some weird shit going on with the way that Jack Nicholson's Joker is portrayed and, and just the and like the environment of Gotham. But it all worked, I think, extremely well. Yeah. Yeah. Tim Burton did not have any control really on this one. <laughs> like he had a little bit of control, but he was constantly undermined by his producer, John Peters, one of Hollywood's biggest fuckheads. <laughs> like. I don't know. Have any of y'all seen An Evening with Kevin Smith? No, I haven't. No. Okay. Well, there's like this whole scene where he's talking about. Oh, is how it a mechanical he... spider? Yes. I know that. I know that story. Yes. That's John Peters, the mechanical spider guy. And no idea you're talking about. I don't John either. Peters is insane. <laughs> okay. Like he literally beat his way up through Hollywood. Like dude had a hair temper. He started off as Barbara Streisand's hairdresser. And that's pretty much how he got into being a producer. He and Tim Burton clashed all the time on this. The ending was just made to justify a $100,000 miniature that he approved being built, even though they didn't need it. Like (laughs) this, it was a nightmare. And honestly, it's a miracle it's ever got made. And the long story short in The Mechanical Spider is that Kevin Smith was supposed to direct a or wrote a treatment for a Superman movie starring Nicolas Cage that was supposed to be directed by Tim Burton and Peters wanted a mechanical spider in there. And Kevin Smith was like, what the hell are you talking about? And then that movie never got made. And then in 1999, Wild Wild West came out and there was a giant mechanical spider. (laughs) 
What the fuck? Yep. <laughs> there yeah. is an absolutely fantastic book called Hit and Run. And it is a book by, uh, crap, who did that? It was uh, Kim Masters and Nancy Griffin, all about John Peters and his production partner, Peter Goober, and how they completely screwed over Sony Pictures to the tune of $3.2 billion because they just failed their way up. And now they just do it themselves. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like it's fascinating book definitely recommend it but they talk a okay. lot in that book about the filming of this movie well man i'm telling you if they spend all that money in that miniature god love them because just watching this and i just saw the new black panther movie which it's fine that's my opinion of it it's fine um <laughs> but just seeing like i love that props. movie i, really I mean it. yeah people like it and i'm just i'm i'm a little bit burnt out on marvel but like just watching this and it's like here's sets and paintings and things that are there, not like action figures flying around. <laughs> like I just love different like times. this and after playing Gotham Knights as well, where it's like Gotham Knights is here is a city. It's called Gotham, but it has no personality. And here it's just like this twisted art deco like it has such a presence in the movie and it's so great just to look at all the time. You know, it's really hard to tell when like every Batman movie takes place and this is made in 89, but you can totally tell this takes place in the sixties. Yes. Huh. Oh, I didn't, goodness. I didn't think of, I didn't even catch that when we were watching this, but you, you are right. I, I will definitely agree with you on that one. I did not catch that. It has such like a sixties nor vibe. Like whenever Jack Napier walks out, I think uh, when they walk out of the, where they're robbing the safe. Every dude is just in a nice suit with like a hat on. And it's like, my God, this is about to be the slickest gunfight ever. Yep. And it is. <laughs> I mean, it's all really well done in the casting. Like Jack Nicholson as who becomes the Joker. And like, this is before the Joker was overused in movies and TV and yeah. everything else. So it's a much different take on that. And that was really like, because one thing that me and Ken have complained about on this show multiple times is how we're tired of, you know, having, you know, Joker and everything. But this this one, you know, this being the first, it really works well. Yeah, it's this Joker is the OG. For better or for worse, this is really what every Joker performance going forward is measured against. You also have a subtle knob of something that I wish came to fruit. And the only way it did was in Lego Batman. What's that? You have Billy D. Williams as uh, Harvey Dent. And they made uh. him. They made him, and he voices Two Face and Lego Batman. <laughs> so they, they did the had... comic too. They did like a Batman '89 comic, where it was like, it's like yeah, it kind of takes place after Batman Returns, and it's like you know one of those like kind of new sequels where it's like okay, these ones happened, but these other ones didn't. I actually need to read that. I don't know if it's any good. I never really heard anyone talk about it. I've heard it's good comics are like that like you know, they'll have new stuff come out and it'll be amazing but no one will talk about it because comics come out like every other fucking week yeah but there there was a treatment for a third movie where billy d williams was going to get to be two-faced but it didn't happen because reason it's always reason yeah yeah speak speaking of but, go ahead, Kenny. oh no i was just gonna talk about how much i love this movie that's okay. <laughs> I have a weird question since can you and Blair read comics? Is this like ever 
in like early or like early kind of Batman stuff where Jack Napier kills Bruce Wayne's parents. Nope. I think this is just a product of the movie. Um, 100%. Just to make it a little bit easier and just to like, okay, here's like, it's not enough to have an antagonist. It's like now it's personal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing is, though, is that one of the writers who like went on to, you know, who did the Joker was like, you know, if we would have thought about it a little more, this would have been a great way to do the Joker. So like, they acknowledged that it would have been cool if they would have done it, but it just didn't happen that way. I mean, this is also the only fiction where Joker was the one that killed his parents, correct? Yes. Okay. Maybe not fiction, right? Word continuality, I should say, but yeah. I can't okay. remember how the Joaquin Phoenix movie is. I only saw it the one time. It has nothing to do with Batman. It. I've never seen it to this day. It's all Bruce it's okay. Wayne's in it. Thomas yeah, Wayne's the, in it. the Waynes are in it, but I, I, I know he's obsessed with them, but I can't remember what the fate of that family is at the end of that movie. I don't remember either. I've seen it once. I don't think anything. Yeah, think once was alive. enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember anything about that movie. Uh, it's fine. We're getting the Lady Gaga Joaquin Phoenix musical coming up soon, so I'm actually really excited for that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about y'all, but thank fuck, that's what I need. Yeah. I'm I'm okay with it. I'm I'm happy that we're getting something completely in left field that you know just random as shit like that. So I'm okay yeah. with it. I'm also calling it now. Carbon date this. Uh, that's going to lead us into a Three Jokers movie. <laughs> you know, I'd be all right with that. Having read Three Jokers now. I, I'd be good with that. I still haven't read that either. I need to. It's, it's good. It's worth it. I can make that happen because I've been talking about doing another show for a long time. So <laughs> I definitely want to make that happen. <laughs> so this, I mean, like one in this movie, it is cool seeing Billy D. Williams, you know, being in another film again, at, you know, and from this time. And I like it that he's Harvey Dent. I wish I would have seen more of that. Like, it's too bad that, you know, as we get more movies, we don't get Harvey Dent. as Two-Face ever at all in this series. He would have been the same. He was in Batman Forever. <laughs> yeah, Batman Forever exists. Oh, yeah. I forget about that terrible movie. Or not terrible, but, but not Billy D. Williams. They recasted him. Tommy Lee Jones, who had like the worst time of his life, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. I completely <laughs> forgot about I can, I've seen that movie in theaters. I've seen that movie multiple times. Completely forgot that movie, that part of this, because they changed all the actors. You know, yeah. it's not that bad. <laughs> it's really not, no. honestly. No, I, I, I remember being decent. I just forgot. I actually Much love Val Kilmer as Batman. <laughs> But it's just interesting seeing a Batman movie where like people don't know who Batman is and the movie really has to explain it. And I thought that was very like this movie did a good job of that. It does a good job of setting up Bruce Wayne as kind of this goofy guy. Like when you first have Vicky Vale going to go into his you know, man, she's like, I'm looking for Bruce Wayne. He's like, oh, yeah, I don't know what he looks like. Like, you know, he just ignores her for some reason. And I thought it was very good the way it was done. Look, I know this is going to surprise a lot of you youngsters, but there used to be a time, a before time, before this thing called the Internet, and you you didn't just know what people looked like all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, um, I was watching a video, I think it was recommended to me on YouTube about, it was Kevin Smith talking about, I guess, like Batman and films and something that I never really picked up on. And I kind of really took it to heart when watching this, where he mentioned the way that Michael Keaton plays Bruce Wayne is that he so doesn't care about being Bruce Wayne that he's so absent-minded, like people are handing him things and he's just like so just like not present because he's just like, oh okay, I just I just want to be Batman, but I have to do this. So like I mm-hmm. really kind of fed into that and I was like, God damn, that's a good choice. <laughs> I get that. But 
there, there's this a, movie's full of choices. <laughs> there's that scene where they're like, uh, I think when was a butler comes up and he's like, oh, Mr. Wayne, we need more champagne. He's like, I just grab, you know, like six boxes. I don't really give a shit. <laughs> and that was that was good. I mean, Michael Keaton does a good job, I think, of portraying Bruce Wayne in this movie. He portrays a very different Bruce Wayne than I think what I'm used to in movies. But it, I think it worked extremely well here. I thought it was pretty hilarious. And to your point, like, I love how Batman is set up where it's like someone shoots him at the start and then he like gets up. So we all know that he's just a guy in a suit. But I just love the myth that he's building around this persona where they're like, is he like a bat creature? Can he fly? Like, is he immortal? Like, it is until the very end where someone's like, oh, this is just like armor. (laughs) It's just a guy in a suit. Yeah. But it is impressive how they really, you know, they believe that, you know, he's something different than just a guy in a suit. Yeah. And like when you first meet him, he just comes up and has his arms up and his cape, you know, blowing out behind him. And it's just very imposing. Look, I just love this shot where he's just like on the roof and he's just looking over and then, you know, it kind of turns around. The cape just swoops. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this is so cool! <laughs> I love a good cape, like cape, like just covering the body. I mean, that's something we get enough of nowadays. Oh god, this Batman is so extra, though. He's all about the drama. <laughs> and he really I, is, I, though. I love it. Uh, it was also it's also very interesting seeing. I like seeing Vicky Vale in this too a lot. I thought her character was. Actually, really good in this. And I'm usually like, I don't care about Vicky Vale. I want to say in most things, but I really liked her in this. Have you played the Telltale series? Yes, but it's, I don't remember it very well. But yes, I played both. Shut up, Blair. <laughs> know exactly what you're thinking of. And it's I like, like oh. that choice. Uh, I thought it was a weird twist, but it it's a twist all, all the same. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any remembrance of it, so I'm not sure what he's mentioning. <laughs> but I, I want to replay him again. I uh, also would like to back back jump off uh, Ken. I would also be extra as Batman as well if I couldn't turn my fucking neck. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, that that was a big problem with this bad suit. They did not make it well at all. What? Which is why when uh, Christian Bale, as Bruce Wayne, says, oh, it'd be great to be able to turn my neck. Yeah, I was <laughs> thinking, I was like, was that a rub at this or yeah. a jab at this one? <laughs> oh, totally was. Had to have decades. Two decades of not fixing the bat suit. Why fix what's not broken? Like, okay, yeah, they can't turn their head. So what? How are you going to fight people? You can't move your head. Uh, fuck them. It's Batman. They'll figure it out. <laughs> like, okay. I don't want to say it like that, but he's <laughs> I mean, fucking Batman. They don't care. Uh, I, I, I just was really impressed by the way that, like, you know, they have Batman showing, you know, the way they introduce you to him. Like, you're talking about, like, the thugs where they... They don't know what to do. And just just the way everything was, I felt was so well done in this. And I was surprised how much I enjoyed this movie and how much fun I had watching this movie. It, it really threw me for a loop because I came into this movie with no expectations and I left happy. The way I love watching this movie now, I think of it as childish reality. Because like everything, like all these superhero movies now, I mean, there are there's moments of levity, but everything is kind of grounded in a sense of reality and this is like okay he has a grappling hook and it just works there's no like neil degrasse tyson this batman movie he just has these gadgets in the same way as you were a kid 
and you're like, oh, I'm going to shoot my rope and go up there, like the way you're playing with your toys. But yeah. it kind of, it all fits in with his <laughs> universe. He, you know, it's like how he has a utility belt, but it's literally just a belt. Like, there's nothing in there. He just like, reaches behind and pulls out what he needs. <laughs> there's also the really weird moment where he's, like, driving the Batmobile, and it's like, I gotta make a quick turn. Let me shoot out an anchor that'll make me turn really quickly. Like, that's the way to do it, though. <laughs> they use that in a GameCube game later on. <laughs> oh, that's weird. They use the line launcher from the art museum in the Batman games, so why not? Oh, I really like seeing the line launcher in here. That made me smile. I really got happy when I saw that. Like, like way, I, way more than I expected. I, I really wish more Batman movies just kind of took the same feeling that this movie had of, like you were saying earlier, just, hey, fuck off, it worked. Just, I wish they would just be like, no, just fuck off, it's Batman. Stop trying to <laughs> yeah. ground it. Don't make Gotham, Chicago. I'm looking at you, Chris Nolan. Like just, <laughs> just and fuck it. It's Batman. I don't want to get into kind of a big discussion on like the new Batman movie that came out this year because I know everything on paper it's technically excellent, but I thought it was fine. And I think I I'm saying that a lot about a lot of things that are coming out this year because like I just I can't see Robert Pattinson's Batman fighting a giant mud monster or a guy in a free suit and i'm tired of not having a batman who would do that yeah like clayface would just be a guy who's like guard up or something like yeah. i like i don't need to see the riddler who looks like the green bastard from the trailer park boys <laughs> like clayface would be mi- mysterio you just it be, would like, be like that like mortal combat short where like Baraka was like a surgeon who put swords on his arm. <laughs> oh, I know you're talking about. <laughs> what Man, that was fu- that little short was awesome. <laughs> Look at him, so Joe. Glad we got that movie. It's hard to find, but I, I, I mean, it should be on YouTube somewhere. Oh yeah, it's easy to find. Okay, yeah, more I, every birth. Yeah, it, it's fucking strange as hell, though. So it is dope. Sure, that's a word. But <laughs> anyway. But with this movie, like, I was just impressed. Like, I also was, like, watching it this time, I was really impressed of the evolution of Jack Napier, the Joker, and just kind of the way he becomes that. How he really just changes as the movie, you know, as the movie goes. I mean, he really, I felt he did a very good job of that, of becoming, of them showing you him becoming the Joker. Like the whole transformation of the things that lead to him becoming nuts and everything. I thought I thought it did a great job of that. And I was impressed with it. I was impressed of the whole just the way that every the way everything goes. I was really impressed with the way they did it. I was impressed with the you know, you have him already kind of crazy and you have him, you know, sleeping with the boss's, you know, girlfriend or wife, and then it leads to him, you know, then then trying to attempt to murder him and like just everything. And I just felt like, okay, this is actually really entertaining. Would you guys say that uh Joker's like girlfriend whenever she shows up and she meets Vicky. Would you guys say that's an early concept, Harley Quinn? Huh. I, eh, I think <laughs> Harley Quinn just was like a happy accident. Kind of. Like, <laughs> I don't think it was, obviously, it wasn't intentional because Harley wasn't made until, you Way know, later. the animated series came along. But the idea of Joker like fucking around with somebody he loves, supposedly, I think that idea really did probably lead to the creation of harley 100 percent. okay something i absolutely adore is that the joker is equally terrifying and also hilarious 
Yeah, and just <laughs> like in in the in the context of the time this came out, it's kind of shocking to see Jack Nicholson just go for it. Like I know he was well compensated for this, so but also he's just like you know what, screw it. Like I made. <laughs> I don't know, because comic book movies, this is around the era of like canon films and Superman 4. So that's the era that we're talking about. And the last time Batman was seen was the was the Adam West show. So it's just like Jack Nicholson would have been like, I may never act again. So like if I'm going, if this is how I'm going out, I'm going out with a smile. <laughs> also, I'm a uh, kind of sick. Even though it's obviously an early movie and everything, it's so nice to watch a movie and not see like a complete edge lord, you know, Joker of like, oh, God, do things because I'm crazy. No, it's just him, Jack Nicholson being silly. And, you know, for instance, you know, spray painting a bunch of paintings at a oh, restaurant at a museum. That scene. OK, I've seen the scene before, but I laugh my ass off this time. The music, the Prince song is playing. They're just like, I'm like, okay, this is hilarious. Like, this is perfect. I want like, to see just... his training for that cane. <laughs> <laughs> I was really surprised how much I liked that scene. I just, I don't know what it was, but there was something about that scene that really worked for me. I believe that thing is Prince. <laughs> yeah. I don't care for Prince, though. What state do you live in? I live in, I live in Wisconsin. Yeah, I don't, I don't live in Minnesota. No, <laughs> no I know. I know. <laughs> I've actually I've actually have held things that because I worked at a shipping place and I was in the city where he where he after he passed away, the city he used to live in. And I and the city I was at, I actually held things that like his tapes and stuff. And we were packing stuff for him one, a long time ago. So, yeah, I just don't have a big thing for him. I don't know I why, to be honest with you. I not want to have that level of responsibility. <laughs> it was part of the job. <laughs> <laughs> but like this is the Prince music, honestly, I think really kind of roots this movie in a campy theme that we've never gotten set. Like none of the other movies have been this ridiculous. Like even Batman returns wasn't like this much ridiculous fun. And I think the Prince music has a lot to do with it. And Jack Nicholson. I like to think Jack Nicholson was a really great, like silly Joker, but enough for you to take him seriously to be like, Oh, he actually is fucking terrifying. Yeah, I just really miss soundtracks and soundtrack singles. Like, I know I think there's stuff for Black Panther, but I'm like, when Suicide Squad came out, the first one, the bad one, I was like, <laughs> how do you have a perfectly good Will Smith and not have a Suicide, song, a suicide Squad single? Because I had to get a sign with Rick Ross and Gorilla. Just like change the lyrics from Wild Wild West to Task Force X and you have it right there. Dude, it's all have... Warner Brothers. You all own this. <laughs> how how pissed off do you think he would have been where it's like, oh, we're coming out. Here's the premiere of like fucking Suicide Squad. And they play the Wild Wild West song. And he'd be like, these motherfuckers. No, I hate this movie. <laughs> yeah, that song absolutely slaps. So <laughs> maybe not for him, though, anymore, because that movie. I mean, that movie tanked. Didn't it, if I remember right? Yeah. Will well, Smith did OK. <laughs> it's a bad movie. It is a really bad movie. Like, it's it's hard to watch. I just watched it, like, a couple months ago, again. Not bad. And now it's just like, Jesus Christ, this is hard to watch. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I've seen it once, and I never plan to see it again. Yeah, not even for this show. But all right. <laughs> but just every, every, I just, I really like the Joker in this. I like, Jack Nicholson has so many just random-ass lines, like, 
This town needs an enema. Which I hate that line, by the way, but That's for personal reasons. Gross line. It, that too, but one of my my ex-girlfriend, her boyfriend, which then became her husband while we were dating. That's another long story. And he had that song as his ringtone, and we did not like each other for some reason. And but he had a, what what song as his ringtone? No, just the, the this town needs an enema. Just that that sound. Oh, that's weird. He was a very weird man. That yeah. just yeah, he was a very strange guy. So <laughs> that's what I always think of. I mean, like I'm like yeah, but I forgot all about that line in this movie. Is the single best question ever asked in the history of film? You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> I feel like it should be. It's up there. It's a really good line in this. Like, I was surprised. And, like, the fact that Bruce Wayne, this movie goes on at the end of this movie, he says that to Joker. It's like, you're pretty much just, you know, you told the Joker who you are. So if you don't kill him, you're in trouble. Ah, that's fine. So that's, that's the thing about the Joker, though. Joker doesn't give a shit who Batman is. He never has. Yeah, and it's just like, you kill my parents, and he's probably just like, I killed a lot of parents. You're going to have to be specific. Because <laughs> yeah. he ne- in the, that whole scene, because I was waiting for it, too, he never tells him he's Bruce Wayne. He just tells him that you killed my parents. Yeah, okay, good point. You're right. Yeah, it would make sense that he wouldn't know. Yeah, if you, if you say it all the time and you kill people... But it's a really good line. And there's a lot of good lines in this that are just hilarious. Like, there's one when Joker says, uh, never touch a man's rhubarb. Like, just, <laughs> just stupid shit that's just See, hilarious. Call back to earlier in the episode, because I was trying to get it in. And you were talking about something that rubs me the wrong way. And I was oh. trying so hard to get it in. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just stuff like that where I'm like, this just works. And I don't know why. And I, it's played with sincerity. Yes. Like yes. total sincerity and com, like committed to the performance and what this character is and the universe that they inhabit. Like this is not someone who's like scoffing at this and thinking this beneath them. Like they're I mean, I'm sure there is a lot of making of stuff that like, man, I'd really want to watch like bonus features for this movie and behind the scenes stuff. <laughs> There is a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. I bought the uh, 4K versions uh, digitally, and there's a lot of like background documentaries about this movie and about the Batman in general. Very, very cool stuff. Okay. Yeah, the, the version because I have like the I have the original like. Does everyone remember the Warner Brothers original DVDs with the terrible cardboard cases and? Oh, snap. Yeah. It's like, like the, it's just clear and it says widescreen, full screen. But you never know what side gives you widescreen or full screen. <laughs> <laughs> that we were talking about on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> that's what he was, yeah, he was talking about that. Because you never know if it's like, okay, widescreen up because that's widescreen or widescreen down because it reads widescreen. Uh, I had that one, but then I, I think I bought the Blu-ray after because I think I saw this in theater again because they are, are cinemas. They don't do it now. In January and February, they would play like older movies for cheap. I saw like this Superman 77 and Spider Man, Sam Raimi Spider Man, all in one day. And it was a great day. <laughs> that sounds fun. That does. I'd, I'd probably pay like 10 bucks and I wish they would put like old, older movies back into theaters. I do too. Yeah. So no, you just... live somewhere with like a repertory house, just like someone that has like those weird movies that they just get in. I regret not seeing Jurassic Park during early COVID when there were no when when theaters did reopen, but there were no new movies and they replayed Jurassic Park. I didn't go see it. I was working or something that day. I missed it, but I regret that. 
Oh, but speaking of, of this film, another thing I want to mention is just like the way that everybody's so goofy. I mean, everybody in this movie is goofy as hell. So, you know what favorite cutaway gag in this whole movie is? Talking about how, goof, how goofy it is. They're, after people start dying from like the Joker's product, the people <laughs> on television aren't wearing makeup and hair products and everything and they got like pimples and their hair is all messed up it's like just really fucking silly and didn't need to be put in the movie but they went the extra mile just to and it, it was perfect that they did it yeah it worked i mean i blame tim burton for that one that really felt like a tim burton thing <laughs> it just felt like that's what he was going for also they do like a really weird thing that you didn't think they do where they don't do the town the town memorial play and you know to try to avoid the joker because usually in like movies nowadays it's like oh we don't care if there's a serial killer running around we have a parade anyway yeah i mean i like that they actually cancel the parade they're like hey you actually made a smart decision there's a killer on the loose and you're like yeah we're not gonna do this oh okay good idea (laughs) not that it matters (laughs) (laughs) so it was just i I, but i agree with you right there that was a really cool idea that they did that (laughs) not all movies would do or most movies wouldn't do. So I thought it was really good like that. I don't know. It's just very, it's very entertaining. It, it was still very, very funny. Everything that this movie did. And I was surprised how much I enjoyed myself in this film. Like I was really did. I did not expect to have as much fun watching this movie and laughing at all, all the weird, stupid shit they say throughout this film and everything. Like there's just, there's so much odd stuff in this movie that makes no sense. <laughs> And it I mean, makes perfect, perfect sense. sense in the context of the universe that it exists in. Okay. There, there's also like a, a thing that I like to talk about because I think we talked about in the Batman. You see, you see the Batcave and you see Batman's tools. And I like how, since I feel like this is take takes place in the 60s, Bruce kind of does have a little bit more advanced technology. Like he has, I'm assuming he has access to all the CCTVs around Gotham and even his own home. Hmm. Yeah. His car becomes bulletproof. For no reason. <laughs> Look, okay, that I shield. That, that shield is fucking cool when it goes in the car. That is cool as hell. I really like how they do that. I'm wondering why no one tows the car. But, you know, <laughs> it, it's still just so cool to see when it when it happens. Well, yeah, you can't tow it. The The armoring goes over the wheels, too. Yeah. I think you can still maybe lift it onto the back of a tow truck. Oh. I don't know. They'll find ways. If they had to repossess it, they'd find ways, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but just, how are you gonna repossess a car that man made himself? Man, you never know. If it, hey, at least it's not a Kia. It's a Kia. They would just break in the window somehow and hotwire the car and drive off. So, and again, it, it's it's so. You know, I mean, it's a, such an iconic car, but it's so impractical for the purposes that it serves. But it's yeah. so awesome, and it's like again going back to the childish realism, where it's like it has a jet engine in the back to make it go fast. <laughs> why it's fucking cool that's why yeah, exactly is a, so i'm not a big fan of this design before i watch this movie again and i'm like okay i i, I enjoyed the car i'm like i like this car now i i don't know i wasn't i mean as a kid i was a fan but as an adult i haven't been a fan but this this watch made me say okay this car is pretty damn cool the Batwing's pretty cool too it's like yeah. super tiny <laughs> i and there's that one scene where the Batwing goes up by the moon and i'm like this is just this is cool like this no is just a really cool scene. Too bad no one can see it because Gotham's cloudy as fuck all the time. <laughs> that was just for us and for the marketing. <laughs> I'm sure it worked good with the marketing. Oh my god! See, I, I don't remember the marketing for this. That, the Lego Batman Two video game, where it's just like, oh yeah, it's like Gotham, and it's always raining no matter what day it is. 
<laughs> so we're we gonna just... talk about the Star Wars connections here. Sure. I don't I don't know what you're talking about to be I honest, actually. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously you got Billy D. Williams. Oh yeah. That's Lando. The tourist dad at the beginning, which by the way, that beginning, I thought we were gonna watch the murder of the Waynes. Nope, just a regular mugging. That was good. It's a nice expectation subversion <laughs> 20 years before I had that expectation. But that dad was Biggs, one of the X-Wing pilots in uh, yeah. New Hope. And Eckhart was Porkins from A New Hope. Oh, really? Oh. Yep. Uh, that's cool. Eckhart also being the person who needs to think about the future. <laughs> okay, Eckhart is a great corrupt cop in this. <laughs> Eckhart is a great corrupt cop. And, like, I was oh surprised how cool that was in here. Like, I was really, even as a kid, like, I was really kind of hoping that he was going to get his. But for the life of me, I didn't know why they used Carl Grissom. And do you know why they used Carl Grissom? I don't even know who Carl Grissom is other than this movie. Like, I don't remember yeah, him in yeah, other. Oh, yeah, they were going to use Rupert Thorne, but because they had to kill him off, they didn't want to use him. Rupert Thorne. That, that sounds almost familiar, but it doesn't sound like, like Falcone. I'm, I'm thinking like Falcone or God, what's the other guy's name with an M? Marini? Salvatore. Sal Maroni. Yeah, Sal Maroni. Are they were in Gotham. <laughs> Good show. At least what I watched. Well, they were in um, Nolan's movies, but like they they knew what they were doing with this, which was what really impressed me. Like they didn't want to kill off Rupert Thorne. They'll kill off the Joker, yeah. but they won't kill off some like mid-tier mob boss who might show up later. Yeah, that's like kind of shocking how like in our now superhero saturated society where like villains come back and they get resurrected and like all of these movies. I think it's not until Batman and Robin where all of them survive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Two-Face dies in Batman forever. But wasn't that just kind of the thing for a long time with movies until really recently? Where oh, I guess Catwoman, yeah. The villains have, yeah. Well, Catwoman lived. Or villain, like, it was a thing to kill off villains because you wouldn't bring them back. You already had that villain, so you wouldn't want to do a movie again with that villain. They were dumb. <laughs> well, it was also, too, it's just like, we need to sell a new toy, so we have to have a new thing. Because as great as this movie is, let's not all pretend that, like, you know, this was the start of like the summer marketing blitz. Yes. Oh, God. I, I wish I was what? a little older to appreciate that. But I have toys from this movie. I have a lot of toys from yeah, this me movie. Me too. <laughs> yeah, like this movie really is directly responsible for the summer tenpole blockbuster. Did, uh, like there wasn't one before this. Did, oh, that's did cool. You, did you guys see that video where the guy opens up the Batman 89 cereal? To get the piggy bank, and he eats the cereal, and he throws up on camera. Oh, oh God, why would anybody? Any like I bought gum once in one of those stupid like card packs <laughs> from like twenty year old gum, and I and it was just like dust. I'm like, why would anyone eat anything that's like been in a package for ten, you know, over 15, 20 years? Like, oh, I cut my cheek. <laughs> why would you eat old cereal? I ain't gonna, it, it, you ain't gonna do it. Nothing good is gonna come out of it. But for I guess the clicks, cool. Mike. For the clicks and the views. I wouldn't throw up for camera. Do kids still say for the lols? Is that a thing? I no. have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> I just make a podcast. I don't know what goes on in the real world. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, there's one scene in this movie that I that I I also want to talk about, like the whole like crime thing where you have Joker going to the chemical factory 
and he gets set up by Grissom and all that. And like the fact that like, because again, they adapted this from Killing Joke, <laughs> where mm-hmm. Batman doesn't really throw him in, but Batman is responsible for him falling in the chemicals. And that whole scene of him falling, of Joker falling in the chemicals and then sticking his hand out, to me, all I could think of was Killing Joke. Now, at the time, I'm you know I never read Killing Joke till more recently on the show. A couple, well, God, it's been like a couple. It's been like two a year or two now. Yeah, but no, they even said that they took inspiration from the Killing Joke for this movie. Okay. But it's really cool to think about because this is, to me, as a guy who's more recently a comic book fan, like, you know, for years I didn't realize that was they were referencing something else. And it was yeah. just cool to me that they took that and put that in this movie. And it works. Well, it's because of all, like, it was because of things like The Dark Knight Rises where comics suddenly became more mature that this got greenlit, if I'm not mistaken. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. And, you know, we can draw a direct line from Batman to... DCEU, MCU, like this was the thing that started it all. This was yeah. such a game changer for everything. One weird thing that I noticed people don't talk about a lot either is that, uh, what is it? You can see a lot of inspiration from like the Dark Knight from this too, with like the Joker talking to a bunch of the mob heads in like the mm-hmm. cafeteria room and the the part where uh, Batman's flying down the, the uh, bat wing at the Joker and he's like, he's actually going like, hit me, so, you know, so. Yeah, as, as soon as I was done watching this yesterday, I threw on The Dark Knight just to appreciate that. <laughs> and even like thinking about Batman Begins, how like the kind of corrupt cop in this Eckhart like kind of looks like the one in Batman Begins. Did mm-hmm. anyone? I actually, <laughs> funny story, I'll keep it brief. I, I knew someone who saw Batman Begins and thought that was a prequel to this movie. I can understand that because yeah, if you're that. not exposed to a lot of Batman products and you don't like you could have seen it being a prequel to this because it you know it is Gotham it's just a plus if he didn't apparently know comic it didn't or didn't pay enough attention to see that it was a reboot because it doesn't reuse any characters but except like this is the origin of the Joker and at the end of Batman Begins he's talking to Commissioner Gordon and he's like oh, oh we okay. have this character and he gives him the Joker card <laughs> oh, you cut that out I, I could see it maybe he left maybe he had to go pee and he couldn't wait any longer <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about that, actually. I like that. I mean, I knew it was because of I paid it. I lived in I live in that world of Internet and reading about stuff and knowing what was what. But that's a cool concept. I mean, I could see it if you especially if you weren't like if you're just a, a, a normie, as they, I think they call them. It's the go. first real instance oh. of like a reboot because this was I mean, this is the first. This is a series that kind of got rebooted eventually in itself where you had like new Batman's new like and say themes like light lightning the tone like batman and robin is basically like a cartoon <laughs> i've never uh, seen it but it's all it's all supposed to still be connected to this even though they it really shouldn't be <laughs> uh, i have a complaint about that i'm i'm also fine with that because i'm kind of sick of like what's happening with batman now where it's like well we can't have a bat we have to make a new batman because you know, we can't have Ben Affleck. We can't replace him. So we got to make a whole all new Batman and some of like the Marvel stuff, too. Like, oh, we can't have new actors playing old actors. You got to kill them off or had to do something. So their contract ends and we don't have to have them come back. And well, ha- part of that is just, I think, to have new characters and sell new stuff, I guess. But I, I guess plays a part in it. I would have I mean, rather got to do the Batman thing. Bat- ben Affleck is coming back. And yeah, so. They're they're doing other weird shit with that as of right now. But I, I wouldn't have minded like seeing like 
continuation of Andrew Garfield's story, which is a diff because the whole controversy of them not wanting him to be Spider-Man because he was just tired of all the press releases. So they're like, fuck it, we're rebooting Spider-Man a third time is just silly in my book. Again, I think that was a lot of things Spider-Man 2 probably bombed, I'm assuming. Oh, it was a financial disaster. Yeah, I got, that led to him getting fired. <laughs> It's Sony's fault, though. It's not his fault. I, mean, I know. That's the like, thing that's being brought up earlier about, like, Sony's this don't, guy. <laughs> companies don't recognize, oh, we made a mistake. They go, gotta be that guy. Can't be us, Billy, us rich people. Oh, no, no, we're great decision maker guys. Yeah. Like, no, they don't understand. So, Sony, yeah, the somebody. studio that released Morbius in theaters to bomb twice. <laughs> I still love that. Yeah, I you know, watched that movie. I watched it. I enjoyed it. It's fine. I like Morbius. <laughs> I want to watch it. Well, I'll be watching it from Netflix or wherever it's on. I ain't going to pay for it. So it's on, it's on Prime Netflix, in right? Canada. It's it's on one of the streaming services. I just don't care enough to. Well, if I watch it, you know, I'm going to watch it for. So that hasn't happened yet. It's on Netflix US. You should watch it. It's fine. Okay. In, in Matt ter- Smith understood the assignment. Oh, my God. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> that stupid TikTok. Enter uh, Mr. What is it? Uh, the fuck's the principal from The Simpsons? Skinner? Yeah, Principal Skinner meme of is it me who's wrong? No, it's the kids that don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> That's a really good way to put it. Oh, and uh, some of the things I want to talk about with, or mention, like I, the way that they do the Joker, the way they do the makeup of how he puts makeup on instead of the instead of his white face, like all that, his his smile, and he's like, "Well, I was told I should always smile," like just or whatever he says. Like it's just it's so good. And I'm like, I really because I did, I really, I really liked it. I really liked the way he. We were talking a little bit earlier with the with the mafia scene when they're all meeting. He's like, let me shake your hand. And he just burns the guy to a crisp. That's a good scene. Oh, that's hilarious. Hilarious wasn't the word I was thinking of, but it's a good damn scene. Oh, no, it's it's funny as shit. I don't care. Like, <laughs> like when they ask him, what's with that grin? He's like, life's been good to me. Like, it's, just, <laughs> it's full of funny little pithy one liners throughout the entire thing. And it, it works so well and And something i don't think anybody really talks about in regards to this movie this is the only batman movie where there's one villain that's it period just one and because of that you get so much more time to let everybody breathe a little more so like you learn more about the personality of the joker you see him become the joker you learn a little more about batman you spend way too much time with knock but yeah, like they do a lot with Knox in this way too much, but like there's just so much, there's more time to allow this movie to organically develop than rather having to like shove reference after reference after villain appearance after villain appearance on top of each other. Like they really need to go back to just this. And the Joker's introduction where he's almost kept completely in shadow into the last possible seconds. Oh. Like, oh, I just <laughs> never even because I've seen this movie, but it's not something I have to change that. Where I have to keep watching this more. And it's just like, I completely forgot that it's like held through that long. Where it's almost like the reveal of a horror villain. And even Batman has played like a horror villain in this one, like where he's dragging that dude across the rooftop at the beginning. That's absolutely shot like a horror film. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's just it's so good. <laughs> You guys know how like sometimes whenever movies come out and they're like high definition or whatever, it kind of looks bad. This movie still looks really good. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I liked about it was whenever uh, Jack Napier shows up and like he's wearing like makeup to look himself look normal. You can kind of tell that he's wearing makeup 
and it doesn't look natural. And then whenever it, he gets wiped off or whatever, the white makeup looks more natural than him wearing like skin tone makeup. Yeah, well, it's, that's watching cool. years of blockbusters where everything is filmed in a soundstage or in a volume and just like as you've seen this summer with like Top Gun Maverick, where people will go out in droves to see a movie where they fly by a roof and it comes off because that roof actually came off. <laughs> like, that's what I love about this is that Gotham feels it's cliche to say it's like a character, but it is, it is because it has such a personality and it can't be mistaken for any other place other than Gotham City. And this one's a very cartoony Gotham City, too, which is nice. You know, like you guys were saying earlier, it's not like a real city. You know, it doesn't feel like a real city. Well, it can't be like this. No, this Gotham can only exist in a movie with the Gothic architecture and everything. Like, that's the only way you're ever going to get a city like this is in the movie. That's what we want Gotham to be. A place that we can only go to in the movies or in the comic books. I don't want to, like, I've driven by so many of the spots that they filmed Dark Knight at in Chicago. Like, it's kind of sad, really. Like, that's, that's, it's not Gotham. But this, this is Gotham. This is something dark that's bigger than life. This is the kind of Gotham that Batman should be patrolling. Like, that cathedral that they climb up at the end, I'm pretty sure, is taller than any building in the province that I live in. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And it was a $100,000 miniature model. That's and ridiculous. Every cent is on the screen. <laughs> Welcome to Gotham, where it may be like the 90s or even past the millennia, but we still have <laughs> gothic architecture to hold Batman and our other vigilantes. And also we use police blimps. Holy shit. I'm sorry. I just read about how much Jack Nicholson actually got for this movie. How much you get paid? So he did six. Mi- he got a six million dollar salary for this, which is lower than what he normally got. But. He got points on the back end. Yeah. This is the first instance of like that. He's like, I'm going to negotiate a bunch of stuff off like yep. the back end and percentage of earnings and merchandise. And he ended up making over $50 million in 89 money. Damn. Money, money, money. Who do you love? <laughs> <laughs> and where's the Batman? He's at home washing his tights. That was funny. <laughs> I mean, like, everything in his whole plan of how he's going to kill everybody, like, you know, he's just like, I'm going to give people away money, and then he just starts gassing everybody, like, and they all fall for it. It's like, didn't you just see the TV part where he said, you guys won't use chemical, won't use products because they have, the, you know, and you're like, just going to let them give away money, and you're going to just like, okay, there's no trap here. Let me get my fucking money and running. Uh, it's a good scene, though. It was a really good scene. Again, Prince music. If the now times had proven anything... Is that if a crook goes on TV and says something, the masses will eat it up. But only in America, right? Yeah, this is in America. <laughs> <laughs> no, not wrong. I'm also really glad that Bruce Wayne in this is just a white guy who knows karate. <laughs> <laughs> he barely knows karate at that. Yeah, he's not a very well. I mean, he's not like, you know, the trained Bruce that we get in other things. <laughs> Well, that really cracked Ken up. <laughs> we got our own Joker on 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 the air today. Since we're making fun of Bruce, I'm surprised how many fucking people died in this movie. 
Oh god, they kill so many people in this movie. <laughs> they kill, it's PG. This movie's fucking PG. So was Temple of Doom. <laughs> Man, I don't remember a lot of that movie either. They tear a person's heart out. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's still they eat brains out of a monkey. <laughs> I'll fix that, Joe. I've been meaning at some point to cover that movie too. So. Oh my god. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to lose it back there, but that was well, just okay. It actually worked perfectly for what we're talking about, so. Yeah. You had your own Joker moment. <laughs> oh my god. That was good shit. <laughs> okay. But no, it's just, yeah, it's just entertaining. Like, I, I, the knock stuff was fine because to me it felt very much of like an introduction to people who don't know about, you know, who don't know about Batman because this would have, this is so many people's first Batman. And that's the thing. It's like you think about the context of the era where like now it's like, oh, here's a Spider-Man origin again. Here's the Batman origin again, because it's it's everywhere. But back then, like I didn't even know the Batman origin story. I knew Adam West and Batman put on tights and fought colorful villains like I didn't know anything about his parents. Like I may have had a few comics, but Batman was hey, that movie is on ABC again. I'm going to tape it and watch it over and over because it's incredible. I didn't, I mean, I this. I think I knew Batman was by the time I actually watched this movie. So, But it's like watching it back, like everything they do, the, you know, just the way that they show things, Vicky Vale being the, like showing Batman. Oh, one thing I really want to talk about, like when you see Batman have a date night with Vicky and they're at, you know, they're sitting at that ridiculous dining room table and he's like, I've never even been in this room before. It's, you know, stuff like that, where he just has this giant house, but he doesn't really live in it. And you have them in the small kitchen having a bottle of wine and where he's like connecting with her. Like, I thought that was all really good to actually see like Batman being close and the way they did it. I really liked it. And again, that's not kind of jabbing at the new Batman movie that came out this year, because I, I mean, this is very much like, oh, here's the start of it and him getting comfortable with his dual identity. But there's such a line between Bruce Wayne and Batman in this. And I always love that divide. And like Michael Keaton does that so well. I know one thing I can complain about about this whole situation. What's that? That this is the starting trope of, hey, you want to know my secret identity? Because he goes on, like, what, two dates and knows Vicky Vale for, like, a week before he's, like, fucking Alfred's, like, you should tell her you're Batman. It's, like, yeah, probably tell this girl that I've known for, like, a week that I'm Batman. It'll be fine at the end of the day. And the fuck Alfred lets her in. (laughs) (laughs) You're fired. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, yeah, she's in the Batcave. How did she get in the Batcave? I didn't realize he just let her in. I missed that scene because I wasn't paying attention at one point. Yeah. Fuck. She lets her in. Well, it's like Alfred just wants him to stop this. Like, he's trying to anchor him forever to, like, to get rid of that. And, uh, yeah, it's a bit rushed. But, I mean, it's It's a a lot of movies are like that of the time and even now where it's magical. Like, they're just it's almost like rom-com tropes where it's like, oh, yeah, we've been together for like five minutes now I'm only thinking of like the how it should have ended Batman in the cafe, like constantly running into everyone being like, do you want to know my secret identity? <laughs> I didn't understand. Like, why? Why are you telling somebody so quickly? Like, I like he brings her like, I mean, I get that scene when he brings her to the Batcave and then he like drugs her essentially. And then she wakes up in her room like I got that. But some of the other scenes were kind of like, OK, see, I'm actually <laughs> shocked. He never drugged her first because they kind of drive to the Batcave and she can kind of 
well, I mean, it's just it's like, okay, his base is surrounded by some weird trees. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't go, I know this street. Like he's still driving down an actual street. I think I think it's funnier that he goes, I've got one more thing to tell you, and she's like, What's that? And then he just immediately drugs her. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then he steals the film, and yeah, it was just kind of creepy. But hey, in this movie, at least Batman got laid. They even made a point. They even make a comment of it where she's like, "I even slept with you," or something like that. Oh, is that what that was? I I made a joke about you guys ever play Metal Gear Solid Three? Yes. You yes. know how whenever at the ending when he gets with Ava, there it implies they like had relations, but they have pants on. So I refer to it as PG thirteen pants on hugging. I kind of imagine. <laughs> I kind of imagine that's what they did. <laughs> that's why they don't show it. Now, I, yeah. I don't know. Like a lot of other superheroes, I can't see it, but Batman, Batman, fuck. <laughs> but you don't go down. Remember, WB made sure of that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh. The opportunity to make that joke. I've been saving it or waiting for it. Did anyone else watch like the uh, the Pete Holmes Batman sketch for College Humor? Yes. Oh, I all I can think. <laughs> She teased my monster in an order that would surprise you. <laughs> oh, and one scene we haven't talked about yet, but we we kind of joked about it. But I I, I want to go into it. Like, okay, when he goes to the Axis Chemical Factory and he's all angry. I don't know why he's angry, but he's all angry at Joker. They fucking murder. He he kills people in that. Like they blow up that damn place. They're all dead. Oh yeah. And I was just oh, yeah. like, that's not very Batman-y. Yeah, there's no line of dialogue that says, oh, is everyone here? It's like, oh, yeah, the night shift is gone. The place is empty. He that just... place was not empty. <laughs> but still, though, there there was those bombs he dropped. He directly dropped one of those little bat bombs out of the armor Batmobile right under dude's dick. Like, he's dead. Uh-huh. He split in half by an explosion <laughs> and there were three more bombs like he killed a lot of fucking people <laughs> did you, did you die, but it was like, a time this apparently was a time when batman didn't have to be goody two-shoes goody two-shoes you know he was a different type of character at least in the movie why they didn't care oh uh, that time is now hashtag restore the snyder verse <laughs> look you know what i'm just gonna say it here and now um I, I don't mind that Batman killed people in this movie. I don't mind that Batman killed people in Batman v Superman. I don't mind when Batman kills people. I, no, I don't. It's the it's the thing I reference a lot. It's the patented it's the patented Batman loophole. Just because I just because I save you doesn't mean or what is it that he says? Just because I don't oh, yeah. can't kill you doesn't mean I have to save you. Yeah. Yeah. So that I do like that movie though, but. I like that line too, but yeah, no, I I get it. it, it I always, yeah, I like that movie too, but I always hated that part. <laughs> but dropping bombs literally at somebody's feet, you know, you're not. <laughs> it's not that you're saving them; you're murdering them. I don't care. There ain't no. Uh, but it was just funny. Like, he blows up the whole damn place and just drives off. But I kind of like what I, because I was also kind of thinking about that. Um, because I, uh, I'm trying to think of the order. Does this happen once he knows the Joker is possibly the murder of his parents? I think so, yes. Because a lot of the killing happens at the end. and like, Yeah, it's I, after he I, finds out. Because it's when he's Bruce Wayne and he's at Vicky's house after the whole dining scene. Joker goes to Vicky's and goes, what do we have here? And he sh- and then he before he shoots him, when he put that tray in his, in his hiding in his jacket, and he says, I ever tell you, did you ever, the devil dance in the pale moonlight? He's like, what? I like to say it before I kill people or something like that. You know, he doesn't say kill people, whatever he says. And he shoots him and then he real- puts the two and two together and realizes 
that's what the guy said when he shot my father. And then because I just equated, yeah, to like Batman, just these flood of emotions where it's like I have this code, but now it's just like, okay, this is on this guy's associated with this. And then I think they they do a lot like in Batman Returns kind of fallout where he's very much trying to talk down Selena from like killing Max Shrek because it's like it's not going to make you better because he's not better. Yeah, because he kind of killed he kind of killed Joker and he was about to. Well, he throws that guy like he just, you know, does a scissor kick and knocks like throws him down like a hundred stories. Of the yeah, he, he was fine. He's no, fine. he's fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, you don't see him like shoot the line to like latch him on to something. It's like, no, that guy is gone. <laughs> what is it? But a different Batman, different time. You know that I love that scene. That's like the the one of my favorite scenes in this whole movie, where he fights three different dudes and then barely fights two of them because he had the one guy that launches himself forward with two feet and then like knives pop out, and I think he like forward thrust with a weird machine into the guy's dick. And then he turns around and another guy jumps off like the top of the roof and falls straight through the fucking floor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. And and wasn't there something to do with a guy did a bunch of like cool sword action and then nothing comes out of it because it was like an Indiana Jones moment or something? Yeah. Okay. He does the Arkham Knight where he blocks with his racers. Yeah, it's one thing. It's kind of a flub. It's like I love the Batman suit and how it looks, but he can't move very well. You're not doing like... you're not getting the arc of dance around enemies here. It's like he can barely lift his like throw kick. <laughs> and he he doesn't hit people with a Batmobile, you know, where they get stunned or anything like that. No, there's none of that. Just murder. Yeah. Straight murder. They get lightly tased away. <laughs> <laughs> they're all dead anyway after that, but they're fine. Everybody who gets hit by the Batmobile is fucking dead. <laughs> uh-huh. This is a missile of death that just happens to have a steering wheel. <laughs> Especially with the fastest. The amount of speed you're going at when we played that game, oh, they're all dead. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, Kenny, at some point everyone gets hit by the Batmobile in Gotham, because that probably makes sense, too. <laughs> well, I mean, with those turns, yeah. And I, I did laugh at the part when he shoots Bob, or he just kills Bob. He's like, Bob, give me a gun. He just shoots him. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Let's pour one out for Bob the Goon, all right? Because mm-hmm. Bob the Goon, full legal name in the movie, Robert Hawkins, best damn thing in the movie. He does good. He actually was, I think he was at a convention here this year or last year. I didn't go to, but I, I think I remember somebody like, oh, it's Bob from like, I'm like, oh, that's nice. I don't care. Now I care a little bit, but not that much. He Shit. passed away recently, didn't he? Oh, maybe that's I what I'm thinking of. I have no idea. I know he was, because when this movie came out, it, it's fun. It's kind of quaint to think about, because I remember when, when Spider-Man 2 came out and the, the action figures came out and there was like, five different versions of Spider-Man that all looked the same, but they had different accessories and one Doc Ock. And when this movie came out, there was three action figures. It was Batman, Joker, and Bob the Joker's Goon. That was it. Yep. Damn, that's not a lot. Uh, Tracy Walter, Bob the Goon, is still alive. Okay. Thank- okay. I don't care. I, I think I think he was at a convention here or something. Because I, I remember seeing someone say, oh, Bob the Goon. I'm like, who the fuck is Bob the Goon? Because I hadn't seen this movie in years. I'm like, okay, I don't care. But no, I kind of care. Nah, I'd like to meet him. Probably not enough, but it's still cool. But okay, I'm glad he's still alive. We've been losing so many people lately, so. I remember that Bob the Goon figure with the power kick and the hat that came off. (laughs) That was good shit. I had the Joker figure and the Batman figure. I also had the Batcave from this. I don't have any anymore. I gave it to a friend of mine because it sat in my basement for like 20 years. But we had the Batmobile. That thing was so loud. (laughs) Oh, 
the plastic that, that made you just put it on the cover and it was a shields. And we had like a squirt gun that was like the bat wing. Man, I wish I still had that thing. <laughs> did you uh did you have the remote control Batmobile? No. We had the bat wing. I think my brother had that one. I had I had the remote control Batmobile, but it had like where the the remote was connected to the Batmobile and it was only like three feet long, so I had to run with the goddamn thing to actually make it go fast. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to talk about how creepy, like, how the way he's killing people is that he's and how quickly they mix together all these different chemicals that, like, if you, you know, have certain makeup or use deo- certain deodorant, like, that whole idea is just, I mean, that's a really creepy idea to imagine, like, you know, because that could be a real thing. Like, OK, you can't just use all these products that you use every day. No, yeah. it's a re- really good. It was a, you know, good thing for, you know, the villain to do. Made sense. You're just lucky yeah, that all this stuff is manufactured in Gotham City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and all really quickly too because it's not that it feels like it's not that long from the time that he takes over to the time that he starts shipping all that stuff out you know this is a fantasy when this movie's keeping jobs in America <laughs> <laughs> not wrong Mr. Canadian you're not wrong <laughs> I come from Milwaukee there weren't <laughs> there what? weren't manufacturing jobs there in the, in the, in the 90s you're not wrong <laughs> All right. Something less crypt. Trying to get some other scene. Oh, and like the, the way Joker ends up taking out the Batwing where he suits it, shoots it with his giant barrel handgun. That makes no That's sense. But it's pretty funny. It's goddamn Wayne Tech for you. Made of bubble gum and fucking duct tape. Can't even handle one gunshot from a fucking gun. <laughs> from a oh. pistol. But a gun in, a, in that barrel fired, like that must be going pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, just a long a longer barrel makes the gun makes the bullet go faster, right? Then always further. Further? Okay. I don't know much about guns. Yeah, me neither. I know. <laughs> I just know how to shoot, but I don't. I don't have. Again, any it's just the fantasy of this movie where it's well, yeah. just like it's a long, long gun. Like he he definitely. <laughs> they should have the whole parade scene where the Joker is kind of just like walking around, and his like leg is kind of weird. And it's like, what's wrong with your leg? It's like, ah, uh, nothing. But he's just hiding this <laughs> giant gun. <laughs> Just in his leg the whole time. Yeah. Oh, Jack Nicholson is so good in this. Michael Keaton is great. Who played Vicky Vale? Kim Basinger. Okay, she does a great job in this, too. I really liked her in this. Freaks out a lot, and it's fucking hilarious. (laughs) It's all mostly fair. I'd be freaking out, too. Yeah. Like, what is it? The thing that's the scene that I think is funniest is whenever the Joker finally leaves and Bruce is no longer there. And for some reason, she opens, like, the present that he left, and she just, like, full-on faints from it. I didn't understand that, unless that was supposed to be like, it's just a hand that pops out. I mean, it looks like a yeah. fake hand. It didn't look like it was somebody's hand cut off and put it there. Jack in the box holding dead flowers, and that was too much. And she was just like, nope, and fainted just like she was dead. <laughs> <laughs> she hit the ground so hard. I'm sure it hurt. God, go back and watch that and watch how fast she's like standing to nothing. In or like... It was just, in- I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that I, as a guy who's now covered so much more Batman, that I just really was like, you know, took me for a tr- for a, a loop that I wasn't expecting. Like everything with the way Michael Keaton, you know, when he's trying to tell her that he's Batman, how he fails at that, and just everything with like that. It was just interesting, really interesting, the way Michael Keaton plays Batman and Bruce Wayne in this. Yeah, it's a good one. And I hope, I hope Batman Returns wins the Patreon poll. Me too. Well, if it stays tied, it's still going to happen. So, like, because tied means I do both. I really want to talk about what Michael Keaton brings to that. I want to talk about the sex pest penguin. Uh, <laughs> so excited for that. Well, either way, it's going to happen. If it doesn't win the poll, we'll still do it anyway. It just might not be. This might not be December, but we'll still do it. So don't worry. Are you allowed to divulge what is currently winning? I checked this now. Batman Returned is winning. 
It is. Somebody wrote, it was a tie for a while. Yeah, it's it a tie up. with Ghostbusters 2. You know, the movie really? that never should have been on there. Yeah, that's shocking. Yeah, I changed my vote. It's it's, it's Batman Returns right now. <laughs> <laughs> tie means I do both, to be honest with you. But ah, so. no. Ghostbusters 2 is a New Year's movie. It's not Christmas. Well, the, the internet told me it was a Christmas movie when I Googled it. They Dude. lied. To be fair, I thought this was the Christmas movie, and I watched this whole movie, and I'm like, why did Mike pick this for the Christmas movie? Nothing in this happens in Christmas. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's why this is not the Christmas movie. This is just a movie I need to get done. Well, plus with Batman Returns, I'm like, I should cover this before we be. So people are going to hear this before Batman Returns, if it does win, is out. So. That that's gonna happen because I was like, "Fuck it, I need to do this anyway." <laughs> yeah. I said, I, "I said at the top of the show, I owe you guys for some of the crap I make you guys cover." So. Damn straight. <laughs> and I need to do more Batman anyway because why? Why not? I need. I'm trying to do all the Batman movies, all of the Batman. Movies. Every animated crap I, I want to do too. I can't wait for us to bitch about Killing Joke. I like that movie a lot. Well, we well, bitched a little bit about the when we were doing the comic. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm more than happy to bitch about Killing Joke. Or any other things we should say about Batman 89 that we haven't mentioned yet that you want to cover? Or anything else I'm trying to think of that... I I feel like we covered a lot here. Yeah, we have. Like, it's it's just good. It's so good. No, it's It's a lot better than I thought it would be. Like, I was surprised when I came into it, like, how much... Yeah, that's a surprise. I think anything else I want to mention. Oh, I like the idea that Batman's a myth and the police don't want... are, are hiding it. I think that's a cool concept that they do here, too. Yeah, but they do. You did give him a signal. Yeah, that that was a cool ending with the signal. Yeah, just the way he said it. He gave us a signal. Perfect. Just perfect. the way they kill Joker, like the way Joker dies and he's laying there in the cement, or and then you have that. <laughs> you just have it laughing constantly. Yeah, that was and one really thing. Good. I will. I'm just trying to also think because I mean, what else can you say? But like the the score is just. I mean, the Prince music is one thing because I had that cassette tape growing up <laughs> but just oh. like that that theme like that i know theme. people talk about like oh. the again i i the, the new batman movie is fine and like i people really love that theme but like it's never going to be the one from this i'm sorry no. few things will in any movie <laughs> was this in the animated series too right or something close to it i think this was in the animated series it's very similar if it's not yeah. the same piece it's the same piece. I I like to think sounds okay. a lot like it. Because I I watched the animated series two right around the time I was watching this, but for other reasons that we'll talk about in our episode more in depth. Yep. So, yeah, we're recording this eleven thirteen, and we lost the voice of Batman, unfortunately. And yeah, well, we have an episode planned for that. So okay, so it is the same uh, main title. Okay, it that really is like the song of Batman to me. It's so iconic. You can play that and everybody will be like, oh, that's Batman. I mean, I also think most people at some point would have seen the Batman animated series. So it's just it's one of those songs that just screams Batman. The only song that screams just like the Superman theme song really screams Superman. What? Yeah. From the Christopher. Some people. (laughs) I I still really think anytime you to me, anytime you hear that song, the Superman main theme, you know, from that movie, you you I, I hear Superman. Oh, I do, too. But for some people who think that Man of Steel is the definitive version of Superman, they won't hear of it. Wait, the new Man of Steel? Yes. Oh, like I'm trying to remember that song right now. And all I can come up with is Indiana Jones or the A-Team theme. Like, I have no idea what the Superman song sounds like, but it should sound like one of those. 
It, there is Indiana Jones type thing in there. You're not wrong. Oh, you never played any of the Lego Batman games post Lego Batman Two. <laughs> you fly as Superman. Yeah, it, it no. just plays that scene. And like, I remember I was playing Lego Dimensions. Is it do it from Wonder Woman as well? And my roommate was like, "Oh my god, if I hear that Wonder Woman theme song one more time," and I'm like, "She's the only character I have who can fly." <laughs> it's 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 good in that though the yeah. way they do it. I'm listening to the Superman theme song right now. It's that that is good. But yeah, you are right. The Batman theme song of this. To me, it's the Batman theme. And I was I don't think that it can't think that away. Copyright flight from music infringements. I was like, wait a second, why do I hear this all of a sudden? Okay, that's, that's why. We're it's gonna monetized, get and we're not gonna get any Patreon money. <laughs> I don't get any money anyway from the show. So I listened to it, and yes, okay, A Team, Indiana Jones, hundred percent. Also, hear a little bit of Police Academy there. Good stuff. Never seen those movies. So, all right, let's go to Shelf Stacker Box before we rate on Mike's opinion of the movies he's never seen. <laughs> so, <laughs> his bad and his taste. And Ken, why don't you go first? Oh, I'm absolutely going to put this on the shelf. It shouldn't be surprising. This is one of the most fun Batman experiences I've had recently. Maybe not the best because, you know, I have feelings about the newest Batman movie. I really enjoy it, but this is definitely the most fun. Okay. And what about you, Blair? Oh, this is like shelf on like an 80 foot comically large shelf at the top (laughs) with a signal on (laughs) with it next to my NECA purple Batman action figure. Like, I just love this and everything about it. It's and newer Batman movies just make it me appreciate it that much more. Okay. And Joe. Oh, hardcore going on the shelf. This, uh, I love this movie. I can't believe I haven't watched it since maybe I watched it as like a kid. And Damn. yeah, so I, I hands down, like it's having a good time watching it too. put me up in a better mood. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. We can put some bad movies on the show next. All right. <laughs> oh, and I'll go last. I'm actually going to put this in the shelf, too. I came into this with zero expectations, and I left amused and happy, and I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed watching this movie. I didn't really want to stop watching it. I, I had fun, Like I, and it was nice. A movie I had no interest in before, and I'm like, okay, I like this movie a lot more now. So I'm yeah, going on the shelf, and I'm really glad that we covered it, because also this is one of those movies that I felt like really should be in the catalog for this podcast. You know, there's a certain things that I really should have covered by now, which I've never gotten around to. That's this, fair. This is one of them. I mean, Star Wars is another one. That's why earlier this year I did the, the original trilogy. I'm like, that really should be in this catalog. Go all the crap I do. That, yeah. So I guess everything and we have to say about. Recognize Porkins. How dare you? I did not. But to be fair, he's only in one scene and he goes. So, you know, it doesn't, things don't end well for him. He gets shot pretty fast. He's on my tail. He's on my tail. And he screams. Yeah. Okay. And Blair, where can people find you at? You can find me at comicbookvideogames.com. Uh, if you look at the reviews, reviewed games index link, I've reviewed the Genesis Nintendo and Game Boy versions of the games based on this, um, as well as a bunch of other Batman Returns stuff as well. All right, that's cool. We we did the Genesis game episode three, as I mentioned top of the show, but that I think we talked about this movie too, but it was so long ago in a completely different cast. Have you done the NES game? 
No, we we talked a little bit about it in in that episode, but no, we just talked mainly about the Genesis and then this. And I think this movie, I haven't listened to that, nor will I. So I, I don't remember what what we said. <laughs> it's been a very long time and very different cast. So. All right. And if you want to hear more Batman, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Son of Batman, film 38. The Batman, film 35. Batman Arkham Knight DLC Season Infamy, mini 24. Batman Arkham Knight, episode 185. Batman Assault at Arkham, film 33. Batman Year One, film 30. Batman Arkham Origins, Cold Cold Heart, mini 19. Batman Under the Red Hood, film 28. Batman War of Jokes and Riddles, comic 35. Batman Arkham Origins, Blackgate, episode 159. Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, film 23. Batman Court of Owls, comic 33. Batman Haunted Night, comic 32. Batman Arkham Origins, episode 139. Batman Massive Phantasm, film 18. Batman Arkham City DLC, Harley Quinn's Revenge, mini 13. Batman Arkham City, 118. Arkham City Comic, 24. Batman The Killing Joke, comic 22. Batman Arkham Asylum, episode 97. Oh, wait, there's more. Uh, Batman Death of the Family, comic 8. Batman The Long Halloween, Comic 17, Batman Hush, Comic 3, and then Batman The Genesis Game for Episode 3. God, there's too much Batman shit we've recorded at this point. You ever hear anybody say a word so often that it just sounds ridiculous and, like, it doesn't make sense anymore? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you mean, 24 times is too many for you? Like, that, I kind of feel like that way about Batman right now. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. When I was reading it, I was like, I don't want to say Batman over and over again anymore. <laughs> Uh, you should figure out how to make like a separate like catalog just for the Batman stuff, so you don't have to say it. Part of it, like, it's a joy. Yeah. You know, I like to think that there's somebody out there who goes, "Oh, okay, I want to see what." Because like, they, I, I don't. I think there are some people who have have actually heard my ending stuff and have went and found other episodes of what we've done. I like to think that. I don't know if it's true, but it's a, that's all I think. <laughs> so that's my my story. I'm sick of telling. every episode might be someone's first. I mean. Yeah. Uh, I do make enough of these, so. <laughs> well, oh, whoever had to uh, sit through this is there first. I'm sorry you had to hear so much malarkey, but damn it, this is a good movie. This is a good episode. We we didn't talk shit about something for it. You know, we do sometimes. Or bitch and complain and, yeah. and scream. So, <laughs> good thing. All right. If you enjoyed this episode and are still here after listening to me say Batman for 25 times, go listen to all our other content that we have. We do movies, comics, video games. We do all sorts of all sorts of stuff. So go look at our giant catalog of over 400 episodes. I'm so proud of that. And <laughs> I want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena at Hell Hats. You can follow her on TikTok. Uh, go and check her out. Also, if you want to support the show, we do have a Patreon. We mentioned throughout the episode. Uh, there's a you'll see a link in the show notes. Little as a dollar, we have Patreon polls every month. I don't know when this is coming out exactly, so I don't know what the poll will be. But every month there's some kind of poll, and you get to support the show. For little as a dollar, you get to vote and affect the show. We have a Discord. If you want to chat with us, please join our Discord. You'll see a link in the show notes. And I want to give a shout to my buddy Bill Tucker, who did the MCU movies with me and started his own podcast, The Gamer Looks at Forty. Definitely check him out. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. Audio only, but we are on YouTube. And people will be confused when they see this runtime because they're getting close to where the movie's runtime is. And people will click on it thinking it's the film and it won't be. <laughs> Thank you for the views. All right, and that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.